church. And uh, I believe there's going to be signs and demonstration this evening and this next week to follow. Amen. Let's lift our hands right now and open our spirits to the man of God and to what God would have said to us tonight. God, let your Holy Ghost flow, O Lord, tonight. God, we open up our spirits. Come on, church, let me hear your voice. We open up our spirits and our minds tonight. Come on, let's give God a great big hand clap tonight. Hallelujah. Yes, 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 yes. Praise God. Let's do that under the Lord just a little bit more. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. I believe, I believe fully and wholeheartedly tonight that um, in this hour, um, the Lord has let me know that you're only going to possess what you're willing to pursue. And if you're not willing to pursue the things of God, you're not, you're not going to get it. And uh, I'm in a, I, I feel a pursuing anointing in here tonight. And uh, I'm, I'm after something. And I feel like this people that are here tonight are after something more than just a traditional service. And um, I'm so thankful for what the Lord, if, you're, if that's you, I just want you to lift your voice up and begin to cry out to God tonight. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Um, this this afternoon, I just kind of took the, and I'm going to the word of the Lord, Joshua chapter number three. I give honor to your pastor tonight, and, and I thank the Lord for him. And uh, we are good friends. We cut up and, and all of that. But um, God's doing something here. I'm a believer in what God's doing in this church. And, uh, and with you wonderful people. And it's uh, the woman with the issue of blood, when she got ready to, when she heard that Jesus was coming, the Bible said she, first of all, um, I believe that she probably, uh, the Bible don't say this part, but I, I honestly believe that she saw herself being healed. <clears throat> I believe that. And then she spoke what she saw. Um, she spoke out of her mouth and said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I'm going to get healed. Not might, I will. And um, this church in the beginning stages of what God's doing has got to learn the power of voice-activated miracles. Opening your mouth and speaking out what you believe. Praise the Lord. And I took the liberty of um, looking up the 
population of Horn Lake. And the population is somewhere around 27,000 and some odd. And, uh, of course, that doesn't include the surrounding areas. But I believe it's the will of God. Now, now y'all going to think I'm crazy, but I just know what I'm talking about. I think I believe it's the will of God for this church to have 20% of the population of this city. Praise the Lord. Do you believe that? I want us to get that in our spirit right now. Jesus, I thank you for that. Praise God. Joshua chapter number 3, verse number 1. And the reason I say that is because when Paul was in Ephesus, when Paul was in Ephesus, there was 200,000 in Ephesus. And I believe it was 40,000 of them were believers. 20 percent of that city belonged to God. It's the will of God for that to be in this city, in this church, and in this city. I wanted you to lift your hands and work and get a hold of that. Praise the Lord. Joshua chapter number three, verse number one, and. Uh, and Joshua rose early in the morning, and they removed from uh, Shedem and came to Jordan, he and all the children of Israel, and lodged there before they passed over. And it came to pass after three days that the officers went through the host, and they commanded the people, saying, When you see the ark of the Lord your God and the priest and the Levites bearing it, then you shall remove from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Come not near unto it, that you may know the way by which you must go. For you have not passed this way before and the church said amen Jesus I thank you for the power that comes from preaching I pray now that revelation and understanding would come upon this people I pray now in the name of Jesus Christ I I take authority over every bit of weariness and I take authority now over weariness of the flesh and mind and I loose refreshing in this house right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. If you believe the Lord's going to do it, I want you to clap your hands to the Lord. You can be seated and give the Lord some praise in this house. I'd like to talk to you about the three distinct signs or the three signals that you're going to change measures. Three signals that you're changing measures. And uh, I believe with all of my heart that the kingdom right now is in a critical time. I believe that we're in a critical time in the kingdom of God. I believe that with my whole heart. I don't believe that we have time to be playing games and trying to figure out what we want. Now is the time to get settled on who we are. Now is the time to get settled on what we are. 
and now is the time to get settled on what we have. We are not in a corner. God has so miraculously put his hand upon us and he has done it so that we can do great exploits in the kingdom. Please believe me, my dear sister, the day that the apostle Peter, when he walked down that street and his shadow fell on people and they got up out of the street and got healed, believe me, that wasn't done in a corner. It got out everywhere. And I'd like to tell this church, this church is one miracle away from being packed out where you can't even get nobody else in the doors. I feel that. Why don't you just give the Lord some praise? You don't have to get up, but you just give the Lord some praise about that right there. I feel the gift of faith stirring in here right now. People don't come too late to tell me that God's wanting this thing to get smaller. But I come to declare to you, God wants this thing to get bigger. He wants there to be an apostolic explosion to happen to this city. I come against spirits of traditionalism and mediocrity and and dumbing down what we have. I come against that because what we have is not a corner gospel. But the Bible said, these signs shall follow them that believe. And in my name they shall cast out devils and they shall lay hands upon the sick and they shall recover. And I believe you can recover of your ailment tonight in the name of Jesus. If you just believe it and see it, I believe with all of my heart you can come out of your ailment right now. I was in a service last Sunday night. I was in a service last Sunday night when I left here. And I felt when I got to the, uh, y'all have to please forgive me, but I just, I'm going to obey the Holy Ghost. I got to the county line of where I was going and I felt a strong resistance that came to me at the county line. And uh, it was not human resistance. It was the spirits of that region. And it's even in this region that says, just leave us alone. Don't bother us. Don't push me too far. But I'm going to tell the spirits of that region and this region, we're not going to be mediocre and we're not going to lay down. And we are not going to be we're not going to be stuck in some traditional mindset I'm going to tell you God's going to use people in this church to heal the sick in the supermarket God's going to heal the sick and he's going to use people in this church to heal people in Walmart and heal them at Kroger's and get a hold of their hand at Longhorn Steakhouse y'all hear what I'm trying to tell you I'm trying to tell you God's trying to take this church even in its infancy to a new measure to a measure that you've never seen. Some of you have been in Pentecost a long time, but God's stretching your mind to see things that you've never seen before. I feel the Holy Ghost trying to tell this church, lift up your eyes, because there's a land that you've never seen, that you have never walked in. And I got in that service. And I felt it. I felt the immense pressure uh, that said, leave me alone. 
and I felt the, the intense resistance to apostolic authority. But when I got in that service, uh, the power of God began to move. It had nothing to do with me. It had nothing to do with me. It could have been a donkey. But I want you to know that when God got done in that service, people were taking their braces off their arms. Legs were getting healed. Backs were getting healed. Somebody said, well, brother, brother, brother Corbin, somebody would say, well, what is that? Uh, uh, th- that must mean you got something special. No, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, God gets discouraged when he can't heal people. Well, Brother Wade, I, I didn't know God got discouraged. I'm going to tell you something. When he went to Nazareth and he couldn't do what he wanted, it bothered him. It bothered him. He walked out of there discouraged. The Bible said he walked out of there and he, he they would not receive him and he could only heal a few sick people. A few sick. And I got it in my spirit, sis. I got it in my spirit and it's been in my spirit for the last four weeks. I can't get it out and I don't want to get it out that I want to see the miracles of God. I want to see them. I cannot, I've heard about them for years and I want to see them. I want my baby to see the miracles of God. I want my Madison to see the miracles of God. I want her to know that there is delivering power in the name of Jesus. And it ain't just something we say, it's something we do. It's who we are. Praise God. I, uh, and I believed it so much that, that God, that I, there was this little girl there, precious little darling. Her name was Madison. And her friend was at the front of the church. And her friend was hurting really bad in her back. And I said, I said, Madison, you're going to pray the prayer tonight that's going to cause your friend to be healed. And uh, that precious little darling came up there and uh, we spoke the word of faith and she laid her hand on her friend and God instantly healed her friend right there in that service. And her friend began to bend over and began to... Look at your neighbor. Tell him, I'm going to a new measure. I'm going to a new measure. I'm going to a place I've never been. I'm seeing things that I've never seen. I feel it under my feet. I feel something in here tonight. And God has has declared over this people that eye has not seen and ear has not heard. And so... uh, Somebody shout, I'm going to a new measure. I'm going to a new measure. You can, you, you, you can stand, be seated, whatever you want to do. And I, 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 I'm not going to be here all night, but I want you to know there's three distinct signs that tells me I'm going to a new measure. There's three distinct signals. The first signal that you're going to notice, and many of you are facing it right now, and I know I'm in the Holy Ghost. Uh, some of you are facing that signal right now. The first signal is immense pressure. It's pressure. 
when you get ready to go to another to another uh, level or another measure. Uh, immense pressure gets put upon you. Uh, it's like a blanket settling down upon you. Uh, it's uh, it's something you can't shake. Uh, you go to bed with it and you get up with it. Uh, and many of you thought it was the devil, but it was not the devil. Uh, it was God the whole time. Uh, and the reason why I know it's God is because God uh, has prophesied uh, many things over your lives. Uh, and he said, before I let you sit where you are and die in your state of, uh, of just complacency, I'll put pressure on you. That's my way of getting you to move into a place you've never been. That's the first sign. The first sign is immense pressure. You feel this weight upon you. You uh, And it's not the devil, Brother Corbin. It's God. God said, I want you to know that before I let you feel comfortable and get comfortable and get the lazy boy mentality, before I let you do that, I'll cause some pressure to come. And uh, the next thing, does anybody know what I'm talking about? Pressure. Just pressing down. And the next thing that happens, the next thing that happens is there will be, there will be uh, what I call a shaking. Something, things begin to get shook up. Now, I love fighter jets. If I had a choice, and they asked me, I would gladly take a trip, just a field trip of sorts, on, an air, on the deck of an aircraft carrier. And I would watch those jets come in and out because I love them. I am intrigued with them because there's things that fighter jets can do that passenger jets cannot. And the things that those fighter jets can do a passenger jet cannot do is a passenger jet cannot break barriers. But then fighter jets have the ability to break barriers, uh, better known as the sound barrier. And when that fighter jet gets ready to break the sound barrier, they tell me that all chaos will break loose in that cockpit the whole thing will begin to shake in so much that they will think that the plane is going to break apart. That plane, it feels like just all kinds of junk happening. Maybe I just, maybe I'm just preaching to me. But uh, before I left the house tonight, and uh, I uh, before I left the house, I felt the prodding of the Holy Ghost, and the Lord began to deal with me, uh, and he wanted me to help some of you identify with what you're dealing with. That shaking is not the devil, and it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing, because they tell me that when, Brother Herring, they tell me that when it gets ready to break, that 
pilot has two choices. That pilot can either push the, 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 the accelerator and push through the barrier, or the pilot has to settle for a lower altitude. And that's where many of you are here tonight. You're going to have to make a decision. Am I going to push through the barrier of what I feel that's resisting me? Or am I going to settle for a lower altitude? Well, I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost in this church. And I feel a spirit in this church that says, no, we're not settling for a lower altitude. We're going to go ahead and push through the resistance. We're going to go ahead and push through the resistance. We're going to go ahead and push through the resistance because we're not here to settle for a lower altitude. Things begin to shake, and the shaking is a good thing. Look at your neighbor, tell him the shaking is a good thing. The shaking is a good thing. It's a signal. And God said, I want you to know that what you're dealing with is a, is a signal that you're going where you've never been. You're getting ready to walk. God said to Joshua, you tell them people that when you see the ark of the Lord, your God, and you feel the presence of God moving, and you sense God's doing something that you've never seen before, that's not time to sit in your tent and just wonder about what's going to happen. The Bible said you get up out of your tent and you go So we have to make up our mind. We're not going to settle for a lower altitude. I made up my mind a long time ago. I'm not settling for a lower altitude. And my spirit is stirred up. My heart is hungry. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. I don't want to go through one single solitary service and not see the exploits of God. I just don't. I just don't. I can't afford it. Because we're going where we've never been. We're getting ready to touch what we've never touched. Getting ready to see what we've never seen. I don't know if I said it here, but I, I mean it with my whole heart, sis. I'm going to tell you why we need each other. We'll tell you why we need each other. We don't need each other because we want to be warm and cozy with each other. We want to go out to eat with each other. I like all that, but that's not why we need each other. We need each other. The reason why, the same reason why Joshua and Caleb needed each other. Because when they broke the barrier of that promised land and they ran into that promised land for the first time, I'm going to tell you what happened. I'm going to tell you what happened for the first time in their lives, young people. Please hear me. For the first time in their lives, they ran into a harvest that they couldn't get on their own. Oh, 
they ran into a harvest they couldn't handle by themselves. That's why we need each other in this church because God's put us in a place where there's a harvest that we can't get by ourselves. Those grapes were so big. It took two people to carry them. That's why I need you. That's why you're so important to me because there's a harvest that I have that I can't get on my own. There's a victory that is in front of me. I can't get by myself. Oh, does anybody feel that way? Does anybody see that? I want us to lift our hands and worship the Lord. For the first time in their lives, Peter and John, for the first time in their lives, Joshua and Caleb saw harvest that they couldn't get on their own, that they couldn't harvest by themselves. I want us to worship the Lord for a minute. I'm not going to be here all night, y'all. But I know the Holy Ghost wants this church to understand something right now that we need each other. We got enough people acting like they're an island to themselves, but we've got to have one another. We've got to have one another. We've got to appreciate one another. We've got to appreciate each other's giftings and anointings. That's what's got to happen. We've got to have your anointing. That's why we can't let discouragement get on top of us and lay around like a blanket on top of us. We've got to have the joy of the Lord because somebody's coming into this church and they're going to need your gifting and they're going to need your anointing and they're going to need the joy of the Lord that comes out of you. (laughs) Got to get rid of this fatalistic mentality. We can't be sitting around and letting the devil pile discouragement on us night and day. We can't let hopelessness and despair sit on top of us. That's why we need each other. We need each other. Because when the Bible said, woe to him that is alone. For when he falls, he has nobody to pick him up. That's why we need each other. That's why we need each other. That's why I got to have you. You may think you're insignificant, but I gotta have you. You may don't you may not think you matter, but I gotta have you. And I came to bring a word of comfort to this church tonight to let you know emphatically you're break, you're getting ready to you're breaking stuff right now that that some churches never break. And I'm going to tell you right now, there's a spirit and attitude in this region that says, I don't need anybody. I can just do it on my own. But I'm going to tell you something. They're going to run into a harvest. People that feel that way are going to run into a harvest that they're not going to be able to get on their own. And they're going to lose what God intended for them to have because they didn't reach in together, together. How many knows we're laborers together? We're together. We're laborers. That's why, that's why, that's why Peter and John, you know, they never ran into a, they never ran into a a bunch of fish they couldn't harvest by themselves. But when they got with Jesus, the Bible said, God, Jesus told them, said, uh, take your net and throw it over there and let your net down. And when they let their net down, the Bible said they got them a harvest they couldn't bring in by themselves. 
In fact, in fact, the boat began to sink. And they had to call on somebody else to help them come and harvest it. Because the third sign you're getting ready to break into a new measure is it's called running over. And God God begins to allow things in your life. I'm not talking about pain, I'm talking about I'm talking about harvest and the miracles of God start running over. He said, I bless you so much that the blessing will jump on top of you. It'll literally run you down and get in your house. Right now, you're just, right now, you're just scraping the barrel. Right now, you're just hoping to have that one little cruise of oil. Ah, I, I, man, the Holy Ghost must really want to say some stuff to you, sis. Right now, you're just scraping the barrel. Right now, you're just scraping all the energy you know how. Right now, you're just hoping that when you go back to the cupboard, that little cruise of oil is still there. But I'm going to tell you what God God's getting ready to do. There's getting ready to be a running over. There's getting ready to be a, there, oh, you've been enduring the pressure and you've been enduring the shaking, but there's getting ready to be a running over. Don't let the devil talk you out of hanging with people that got victory. Don't let despair get in the bed with you and say they don't want you to make it. That's a lie. God wants you to make it. He's got his hand on you to make it. Stand to your feet and lift your hands all in this house. Yeah. You thought she was going to just get them two sticks. And you thought she was going to get them two sticks. She was going to eat the last meal. And then you was going to die. And you thought she was going to die spiritually. But God said, as the Lord thy God liveth, you're not going to die. And you're, the meal is not going to fail. And the cruise of oil is not going to run dry. And in fact, you're not going to die in the famine. Oh. I command a linking to this body right now. I command your heart and your spirit to be meshed to this church and to one another in the name of Jesus. That's what we need in this church right now. We need a baptism of unity to get a hold of us like we never had. And if, it, if we'll get that, God's going to show us a harvest that we can't harvest by ourselves. We need togetherness. That's what we need. The devil's trying to get some of you by yourself. But I curse isolationism and I curse all of that aloneliness and I curse it in the name of Jesus. I'm not on an island by myself. I have some people in this church that can help me get the harvest that God's promised me. Ha <laughs> 
I curse the tormenting voices of loneliness. I curse the tormenting voices of loneliness right now. And I loose the strength of the Holy Ghost upon you. I loose the strength of the Holy Ghost. It might be a little funny right now, but I want you to lay your hand on your neighbor right now. It's proper. And begin to pray strength into them. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, I curse loneliness. I curse that lying spirit that says you're by yourself. You're not. You're not alone. You're not alone. Not alone. You're not alone. I come to bring a word of comfort tonight. You're not alone. The angels are with you. The angels are with you. The angels are with you. Every time you worship, the angels worship with you. If you could see in the spirit, there is an angel on either side of you. And they war with you. Every time you come and you encourage somebody else, those angels stand next to you to encourage you. Yeah. My God. Come on. This is what God desires. This is the recipe for this church. This is the recipe for Christ's life. Unity. Togetherness. Walking in new measures together. I'm done preaching, y'all. The Holy Ghost. It's ministry. My God. New measures. New measures. Yeah. Yeah, because even ministry has weaknesses. Even ministry has weak moments. Yeah. Yeah. I know we think ministry ought to be super people. I know we think ministry ought to have have no bad days, but I'm going to tell you there's times that loneliness attacks ministry and gets gets attacks them in the wee hours of the morning, attacks them when they're by themselves, haunts them in the middle of the night, tells them lies. That's what that devil does. He tries to get you by yourself. What's a lie? Come with a word of comfort. The angels are with you. Praise God.
Lord, for your glory. Lord, for your glory, for your name's sake. By the authority of the word of God and by the power of the name Jesus, I command a refreshing upon every person in this room right now. I release every person from the haunting voices of frustration. And I release the peace of the almighty God upon them. Go ahead and receive it now. Go ahead and receive it. The devil is a liar. My God. Haunting voices of frustration. Lying spirits. My God. Praise God. Oh God. Hallelujah. Praise God. One hallelujah by itself is awesome. But when you when you say it together, atmosphere shifts. I can get victory with you that I can't get by myself. Mm. Praise God. That's why we got to appreciate one another. We have to honor one another. We have to show honor. Because what I don't honor will eventually exit my life. I have to honor. I have to honor you. It's required of God for me to honor you. It's required of God for me to appreciate you. To show you appreciation. It's required of God. It's required of God for me to honor you, Brother Corbin. It's required of God because if I don't, I dishonor his body. Praise the Lord. That's why when a church opens up their hands to give to the poor, the angels of the Lord are drawn to that. I can prove that. I can prove that. Because the Bible said, let brotherly love continue. That's... That's Hebrews chapter number 13, verse number one. Let brotherly love continue. And then he said, be, be not forgetful to entertain strangers. 
He said, because some of you don't know, paraphrasing, some of you don't know when you're entertaining strangers, you may be entertaining angels unaware. Angels are drawn to hospitality. That's why you should never despise buying those kids those donuts on Sunday mornings. should never despise that. should never roll your eyes and say that's a waste of time. Because uh, you, you might be giving your last 10 bucks to see some child eat a donut. And God said, oh, I've watched that. And it's the sacrifice that releases the supernatural. I'm trying to get up out of here, but I... Oh, my God, I feel that. It's the sacrifice that releases the supernatural. That's why it should never come as a chore to us. It might be a little inconvenience. Somebody might stink. Somebody may not have it all together. They, they might not have the best parents. But God said one of those times you might go and buy a donut for somebody and may not realize it, but you're buying a donut for an angel unaware. And those three men that came to entertain Abraham, those three men that came to see Abraham when he saw him, he said, wait a minute. These men are not just ordinary men. I don't know what it is about them, but he commanded them to kill the kid and, and get the and get the fatty calf ready and get the milk ready and, and make sure they sat under the best shade tree that he had. And then they, when he fed them, they opened up their mouth and said, about this time, your wife, who's 90-something years old, is going to give birth to something she could not do in the natural. That's why. That's why they may look like a bum to you but God sends them to you because it's a sacrifice that releases the supernatural. Praise the Lord. I want you to be encouraged. How many feels like something has transitioned here tonight? I want us to lift our hands and worship the Lord. I feel like something has happened in here. We're not shouting and jumping around, but the Spirit of God has brought comfort to hearts. In this house, the will of God's been done. Praise God. The will of God's been done. Folks, I don't have a big house yet. Sister Morgan, I don't have a big house yet. But I make sure that when visiting ministry comes by, what little bit of room I do have. There's always room for ministry and there's always room for the stranger. Why? Because I want God to know you can trust me with what little bit of space I got because I'm looking for an expansion. And if God can trust you with the little, he'll trust you with the great. Praise God. Let's lift our hands and worship the Lord. I'm going to turn it to your pastor. The Spirit of God's moved in here powerfully. Praise God. How many just feel strength has come to you?
Does anybody feel that here tonight? You feel like strength has come to you. Understanding. Burdens have lifted. Praise the Lord. I want us to lift, worship the Lord one more time. The pastor's coming, Brother Harry. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like an eagle. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. Teach me, Lord, teach me, Lord, to wait. Let's lift our hands and sing it now. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up. With wings as an eagle, they shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. Teach me, Lord, teach me, Lord, to wait. Jesus, we thank you for your word tonight.